Shkodran Mustafi is in talks with Arsenal over the termination of his contract. We're going to be discussing that and whatever else you guys want to discuss in the live chat box during this live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. Hope you're all well. Uh, big hello to everybody who's in the live chat. Big hello to everybody who'll be watching this back on replay. Uh, and a big hello to those of you who will be listening via the podcast format. Big news today, of course, was the sacking of Frank Lampard, Chelsea uh, shoving him out the door. They're not happy. Uh, Roman Abramovich decided that enough was enough. Despite Frank Lampard being a legend, he has not lived up to the standards required. If you want to get some reaction uh, to that one, check out our previous episode in which we discussed that a little bit. Um, feel free to get your comments on that topic as well in the chat box too, uh, a little bit later on in the show, and we will uh, we will check those out. Um, right. Let's focus on the big, big news. Uh, the big news coming out of Arsenal today that Shkodran Mustafi is in talks with Arsenal over the termination of his contract. I think we can all agree that Shkodran Mustafi is one of the, as we call them, dead wood. A lot of people, um, I think, have, have made Shkodran Mustafi out to be a far worse player than he actually is during his Arsenal tenure. But... Um, it's clear that it's just not going to work out for him. You know, he's out of favour, hasn't even appeared since Boxing Day. And even when he did, it was a one minute cameo at the end of the game against Chelsea. You know, his contract is due to expire at the end of the season anyway. There's said to be some strong interest right now in Mustafi from a number of Serie A clubs. And so it's probably easier for him if he's a free agent. It puts him in a position where he can then start negotiating with those clubs. And then, of course, being a free agent, you're not kind of a, you know, a slave to the transfer deadline as well, because even when that passes, Shkodran Mustafi would be free to join another club. Now we know Mustafi wants to play more football. We also know that Arsenal offered Shkodran Mustafi a contract extension in the summer, but Mustafi didn't didn't want to know. He didn't want to. He didn't want to negotiate. He wasn't interested. And for those who call him a kind of, you know, or call have called some of the players in and around the club over the years, a money grabber who are not interested in playing football. Mustafi, I'm sure, uh, could have got out of Arsenal a better wage than he will probably get from some of the clubs that are rumoured to be interested in him. But he didn't. To his credit, he wants to go and play football. And I don't think you can, you know, knock him for that. You know, you can knock his performances, some of them, uh, but you certainly can't knock him for that. Let's uh, take you through some of the details of the story. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see my piece on it uh, for 90min.com. Uh, so Arsenal are understood to be in talks with Shkodran Mustafi with a view to terminating his contract with the club early. If an agreement were to be reached, the German international would follow Mesut Ozil and Sogradis out of the door, making him the third player 
the Gunners have cut ties with prior to the end of their contracts in recent weeks. So Arsenal making serious moves uh, to weed out the dead wood, if you like, uh, so that we can go into the summer transfer window, at least, with a bit more of a clean slate, a bit more flexibility with regards to the salaries we can pay, etc., etc. And, you know, doing it now, um, it just gets us... You know, I think the plan was to do it in the summer, but the offers didn't come in because of the obviously the global pandemic had a big impact on that. And I think you could argue that with a lot of these players, they'll just end up leaving anyway, and it's not really a big deal whether it's done now or at the end of the season. I actually think it's significant that Arsenal are doing it now because by doing it now, you can focus on bringing people in from the very start of the next transfer window. You know, from this transfer window, it was... As Fabrizio Romano spoke about it on our show, he said it was two phases for Arsenal. It was the get players out phase. And now we were in the phase of of trying to bring people in. Seems like uh, we're still trying <laughs> to get people out, which is great news because we all know it needs to happen. Uh, but Shkodra Mustafi is the latest one. And it would be three players, actually, that Arsenal would have pushed out the door prior to the end of their contracts, having kind of... Uh, well, having made agreements on uh, on how that can happen, uh, coming to sort of compromises to getting those deals done. And, and you can slag off Arsenal all you like, but you cannot deny that in these situations, and I'm sure the Mustafi one will get done as well, they've been extremely ruthless, extremely efficient, and they're getting shit done. You know, you can't knock them for that. If... Uh, we go back to the original source of the report, which is, of course, uh, Chris Wheatley from Football London. Um, he highlights the fact that he hasn't played since Boxing Day and that his representatives are trying to secure a January move for him. So, as I said, there is interest uh, from a number of clubs in Italy at the moment. According um, to Football London, they talk about that contract extension offer as well. Uh, but he rejected the proposal and, uh, yeah, he's looking for a way out. Highlighted that he's just made three substitute appearances in the Premier League so far this season. And that makes it clear that the World Cup winner is out of favour with Mikel Arteta. And therefore, you can understand why a solution would suit all parties, a solution that would see Shkodran Mustafi leave now. It's said that there is interest in the centre-back from a number of European clubs, but just with a few months remaining on his current deal, there is no way Arsenal are going to be able to command a substantial fee for him, particularly in this current climate. That's absolutely right, isn't it? I mean, who in their right mind, knowing that Shkodran Mustafi will be available in the summer uh, for nothing, is going to come to Arsenal and table a bid now? You know, we know that the clubs, are uh, many clubs are struggling due to the financial implications of the pandemic. And the longer it goes with fans being unable to attend football matches and buy merchandise and get into stadiums, the problems for these football clubs are going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're talking about Serie A, for example, and the, the financial muscle that the Premier League clubs have just isn't there. You know, it just isn't there. So... You know, f for that reason, you know, it, it's it's stupid to go and make a bid for Mustafi now when you can pick him up in the summer. So for everybody, it will benefit everybody if Shkovran Mustafi becomes a free agent. It means someone can come along and pick him up. It means he can get back to playing football again. Because if I'm being completely honest, I didn't think Mustafi was as bad most of the time as some of the Arsenal fan base made him out to be. 
He's very comfortable in possession of the ball, which is why previous and, and the current Arsenal manager uh, went for a phase of, of constantly selecting him. But when he's bad, he is bad. When he's asleep, he is asleep. When he's off the pace, he's terrible. When he's not concentrating, he's a calamity waiting to happen. So I completely get why so many Arsenal fans didn't want to see him in the side, want to see him now moved on. I just think that as a fan base, we have to be careful of how we treat players because we're always banging on about trying to attract the world's best players. But there are, particularly in Ozil and uh, and Mustafi, and you can throw Granit Xhaka into that equation as well. There are a number of players who've been on the receiving end of some horrible, horrible uh, abuse from the Arsenal fan base or people that at least claim to be Arsenal fans. So, you know, I don't, I, I don't like that. You know, I don't like the treatment of those players to a degree you have to support. Um, I'm all for kind of critiquing players and, and critiquing performances and it's what I do, but I'll always try to do it as respectfully as possible. Sometimes I slip up as well. You know, we all do. Um, but, you know, to sort of the way some people go about it, jumping on, on social media platforms with anonymous names and just dishing out abuse, you know, I'm not all for, I'm not for that at all. And of course, uh, Shkodran Mustafi is one of a number of Arsenal players who have been victim to that over the last few seasons. So Shkodran Mustafi and Arsenal are in talks over the termination of his contract. Of course, that contract has until June to run, but Arsenal and the player are trying to find an agreement that will allow him to leave now and sign for another club. Of course, Mustafi said to have interest on the table from a number of European clubs. And you know what? I believe that. A lot of people say, oh, who the hell wants Shkodran Mustafi? No, there, there, there will be interest in a World Cup winning centre-back who's played in Spain, played in Italy, played in the Premier League. There will be interest in Shkodran Mustafi. Maybe not a club at the level of Arsenal, maybe. or the, I say the level of Arsenal. I mean, as big as Arsenal. But there will be interest. You know, Barcelona was someone who is touted to have an interest. And we know Barcelona's financial situation is an absolute mess. So you can't rule anything out with Shkodran Mustafi. I think he will find the club without any trouble. And uh, I wish him all the very best. Let's uh, go over to the live comments and see uh, what you guys uh, are saying um, about Shkodran Mustafi and, and how it's all sort of come about. Um, and sort of what your feelings are on on the potential departure. Uh, Chris Pantelli says, Hi, Harry. Hope we can get rid of Mustafi this window. He, like many in our team, is not Arsenal standard. Niall Healy says, Mustafi out and Nathan Collins from Stoke in. There has been a couple of reports uh, linking us with Nathan Collins, Niall, but I haven't seen enough to suggest that it's got legs, and that's why I've not really discussed it on the podcast. Um if it gathers pace, if there's a little bit more credence to it over the coming days, then I will uh, dig into that a little bit more. But right now, um, I'm not completely convinced that that is is on the cards at all. Um, I did hope actually today that we'd get the Odegaard news. And I, I, I don't know if we'll get it tomorrow being a match day, uh, but we'll certainly get it in the first half of this week. And I look forward to, uh, to discussing that. But right now, in terms of transfers, apart from the rumours linking uh, Mustafi with a termination of his contract and a potential move away, it's gone a little bit quiet on the Arsenal front today. Um, but sometimes it's the calm before the storm, isn't it? So we'll have to wait and see 
what develops over the next few days. Uh, in response to the Mustafi news, Omar says, great news. Um, what else have we got here? Danny Boy says, I don't know what it is, but it's really easy to dislike him. I think that's a little bit harsh. <laughs> I mean, you know, what? what is he... Um, why is he so dislikable apart from, you know, his questionable ability at center back at times. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Um, just seeing what you guys are saying. Ben Taylor says, think it's best for all parties to move on. However, looking at his age, the amount we paid the value last summer, massive ever for error from the club highlights the mismanagement we keep seeing. Yeah, I, I agree. But that mismanagement has been going on long before Mikel Arteta and Edu, uh, got the reins at the club. So we've got to give cut them a little bit of slack here. They're doing what they can uh, to, you know, move these players on. They've already moved Ozil, Socrates, and they're going to be hopefully moving Mustafi on as well. Kalasinac has gone out on loan. But, you know, if Arsenal were to terminate the contracts of three players prior to their expiration dates, I'd say that's pretty ruthless and pretty good going from them. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, going back to the comment about him being dislikable, John P says, if he was good, you would not dislike him. <laughs> I guess that's a fair argument. Um, Mandy B says, though I don't mind Mustafi leaving, it's annoying that he's another player we won't get any money for. Yeah, agreed. But I'll, I'll just reiterate what I said to that last point. It's a situation uh, that has come around as a consequence of mismanagement in the past and there's no point crying over spilt milk we have to just deal with it as best we can and, and move on um carrie tannin and says is it possible to do this to willian i think that would cost us a hell of a lot more, more money than this mustafi one will that's for sure uh, kevin kirby says hey harry uh mustafi good but just not good enough um let's see what else we've got here uh Yorgos says, do you think Louise will be allowed to leave in the summer too? Um, yeah, I do. I do. Um, I don't think David Lewis is, will, will get another extension at Arsenal. I think he'll probably be gone. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I do expect him to leave. I was surprised that he stayed this time around after all of that kind of stuff came to fruition about the fact that actually it wasn't a two-year deal, although that was what was initially reported and that it was in fact a one-year deal with an ex uh, the option to extend it so yeah um yeah uh i i don't expect him uh to stay uh chris pantelli says how reliable would you say wheatley is yeah chris wheatley is one of the best in the business so i'd say it's very very reliable uh what else have we got here uh, Michael Grayson says he agrees with me on Mustafi. He says, agreed, Harry. He unfortunately had some moments in each game that put us in bad situations. Yeah. Harry Land, one of our members, says, farewell, Mustafi. As Gattuso once said, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. That's how it is. If you haven't seen that clip, Google it. Google it. It's a fantastic clip. Uh, <laughs> what else have we got here? Uh, the chat is pinging off right now. I'm just having a look at it on my phone as well, because it seems to have uh, frozen on um, on my laptop. Don't know why, uh, but we'll keep, uh, we'll keep plugging through. Um, let's see what else we've got. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, it's back, it's back. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Now I've lost where I am in the chat, but we get back to it. Here we go. Carrie Tanninen says, 
Are World Cup winners shit? Are they more any more motivated coming to play in England? Um, I think the World Cup winner thing means that he obviously, at one time in his career, was seen to be at a good standard. You know, that German squad was strong. If you cast your mind back to 2014, that was a strong, strong German squad. So to to kind of dismiss the role that he played in that, I think is a bit disingenuous, if I'm honest. You know, he was a good player at one time. It's why we paid 36 odd million pounds for him. It just didn't always work out. And sometimes certain players don't work in certain leagues. Lots of things uh, have to be taken into consideration, but no, for me, look, for me, I'm not saying that I don't think Mustafi was a shit footballer. I just think that he had brain fart moments at really key points. And I also think he was a little bit unlucky in that whenever he had those moments, they were punished. You know, if you cast your mind back to a game against Tottenham at Wembley, the year before they moved into their stadium. Do you remember when Aubameyang missed that penalty right at the death? Was it that one? I've got my, my mind's gone blank, but there was a game where we can see, he conceded a penalty against Tottenham and he was playing at right back that day. And I thought he was sensational that day. I thought he was really, really good. He got shoved in at right back, had to cover the role, done brilliantly, gave Harry Kane a little bit of a nudge in the penalty area. He went down as he does, earned the penalty for Tottenham Hotspur and that led to Tottenham's uh, Tottenham's goal. But ultimately, Harry Kane was offside. Do you see what I mean? So it just felt like there was, he was really unlucky in certain certain moments um, and he suffered for that. Let's just pause away from uh, from the, uh, the Mustafi stuff just for a second because breaking news whilst we are live uh, coming from Olympiagos in Greece. Uh, they have signed uh, Sogradis Pavastathopoulos uh, of course, on a free transfer, uh, just as a kind of translation, their message says, uh, Sogradis, welcome to Olympiagos. Uh, so they are, they are obviously delighted uh, to have him on board. And I think that's a really good signing for them, actually. Former AEK Athens man, that's not going to go down well with some. But um, yeah, good luck to him. And as I said, a player that I liked, even if I didn't particularly rate. So yeah, best of luck to, to Sogradis at Olympiagos. Um, just going back to the, uh, chat box for a minute. Uh, Philip Zagar says, is this pod on Deezer? I don't know. I don't even know what Deezer is. I've got to be honest with you, mate. It's on all the major podcast stores. So it probably filters through, um, what it feels. I know it filters through to most places. I don't know about Deezer. You'll have to check that, mate. I, I, I don't know is the only answer because I've never heard of the platform. So, yeah, uh, Russ Morgan says uh, any news on Tyrick Mitchell from Palace? No, um, not from my end. Don't know anything about it. Uh, don't know that that deal is, is in the pipeline. Don't know that that there is any sort of possibility of Arsenal getting him in. I've read it just like you have, Russ, but I'm not. Um, again, there's nothing to suggest that it's um, very close uh, to being done. Um, <laughs> what a screen name bad fart <laughs> it says you're bang on regarding Mustafi also right that some fans are way too abusive um 
Alex McCarthy, one of our members, says Edu has deserved my respect. He had a plan come December and has implemented them brilliantly now for Pepe and Enketia. So I'm assuming, Alex, that they are two players you want to see moved out the door as well. Um, John B also highlights that sometimes you want to sell players and sometimes there are just no buyers. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, Nataraj, we, we're kind of going off the Mustafi topic at the moment, which is fine. Uh, keep your questions coming. We'll go through as many as we can. It says, is Balogun not signing? What's happening? What about Chambers? There's no news on Balogun as of yet. It doesn't mean that something isn't going to be done. Uh, but right now I have no update on following Balogun um, to what we've we've heard uh, over the last few weeks, which is that he's seeking guarantees of more game time. And we don't know if Arsenal uh, are uh, are going to be able to give him what he wants at the end of the day. Uh, with regards to Callum Chambers, another one that there's no there's no noise around. I don't think anything's happening with Callum Chambers. He's part of the squad. Um, you know, obviously been out for a long time. Callum Chambers making his way back to fitness. I think we probably uh, will uh, see him feature a little bit later down the line, maybe. But yeah, that's where we are. Um, don't expect him to leave either. Not at the minute anyway. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, ben Taylor says, uh, looks more and more like that bank loan is being used to pay off players. Enough left for William. <laughs> love that. Uh, love that. Um, what else have we got? Um, Cyril says, uh, so Gradis is home and safe. Good guy. Yeah, great. I think, look, I think that's a good move for him. You know, they're by far the biggest, most powerful Football club in Greece, um, you know, lots of, I, I went there last, was it last season in the Europa League? I was at the away leg. I made a, a nice little two, three day trip out of it. Um, cracking atmosphere inside that place. I'm sure when they get fans back in, he will uh, he will get a, a, a rapturous applause. But look, he's a Greek player. He gets to go back home. Um, the lifestyle won't come as any surprise to him. His family will probably find it quite easy to settle in. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a really good move for him. And I think that it's the most sensible move. We know there was interest in him from other clubs. We know there was interest uh, from Italy. We know that Liverpool made contact, although that never materialised into anything more. But I just think this is the right move for him. And if I had to kind of bet right at the beginning of the window on where he would end up, although I didn't know if the, the interest from Olympiagos was there, um, you know that you you would have said that, and I the ideal scenario I should say would have been for him to end up back in Greece, and and that's what's happened. So delighted for him. Uh, Chris says Fabrizio Romano is saying on Twitter that although, as we all know, the Odegaard signing is only on loan from Real Madrid, they and Arsenal will sit down at the end of the season and talk. Yeah, we discussed that yesterday. Um, we talked about that on on one of the recent shows that the door is not closed. Um, on on Martin Odegaard becoming a uh, a Arsenal player permanently, but there is no clause in the contract, so that will come purely down to whether or not Real Madrid are open to that at the time. You know, it, it's you're almost stuck between a rock and a hard place in situations like this, aren't you? Because it's like, on the one hand, if he plays really really well, then Real Madrid are going to want stupid money which means we can't do it or they're going to want him back and then on the other hand you're sitting there and you're going but then we need him to play well because we need him to help us achieve our ambitions so yeah it's a it's a tough one isn't it but 
Um, yeah, the, look, the door's not been closed on the possibility of Martin Odegaard signing for Arsenal permanently in the future. But, you know, there's a long way to go before uh, that'd be the case. First of all, we've got to confirm him as our player for the rest of the season. Then we've got to see how he performs. And then if the two clubs can come to the table and come to some sort of agreement, then great. Happy days. Uh, but we'll only know if that's the right thing, uh, judging by how he performs during this loan spell. So I'd, I'd chill out a little bit on that one. It's not something that um, I don't think we should, well, it's not something I think we should be discussing just yet. Uh, 28 Guy Happy says, you on the same old Arsenal tonight? Yes, I am. 7pm. Come join us. Uh, should be an interesting one. Lots of disagreements in the WhatsApp group over the last few days. So I'm sure it'll be a good show. Um T-Talk says, do you think the loan from the government has to do with Arsenal terminating players' contracts? I don't. Um, it's made very clear that, that that government loan is is not to be used uh, with, for anything transfer-related. And I think that the, the funds Arsenal use to terminate these contracts will probably be, you know, judged as money towards transfers, isn't it? It's part of the, the transfer process. It's part of the what I'd imagine would be the transfer budget. So no, I, I don't think that that money is being used for it. I think that maybe that money has given Arsenal a little bit more leeway in terms of then having the ability to draw resource from other areas to then terminate those contracts. Uh, but I don't think that is being directly used for that, if that makes sense. Um, with Arsenal shifting all this deadwood and seemingly to rely on loan signings, how possible is a big summer spend? My heart is set on Grealish. That one comes from Billy Anderson. I would love Jack Grealish to come to the Arsenal, but you know, people talking about the big spend, I'm not even sure there's going to be that big of a spend. And I think, you know, if there is going to be a big spend, we're going to have to get back in the Champions League. And what we do this season will will be key in determining what our transfer kitty looks like come uh, come the next window. The, the 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 good thing here is that Arsenal have kind of cut down the wage bill significantly. But let's remember that, as I've said on this show time and time again, Arsenal's wage bill has been way over the top for a while. So what you're talking about is you're talking about a a, cha- uh, a Europa League club operating on a Champions League budget but whilst receiving that Europa League income. So ultimately, we're in the minus all the time until that wage bill was cut down. And in Mustafi, Socrates, Ozil, Kalasinac, you hope uh, if he makes his deal permanent come the end of the season, you hope that um, Arsenal will have shaved off enough of that to kind of reduce that deficit a little bit. But no, I'm I'm not sure there's going to be this massive summer spend unless um, Arsenal sell big or... Arsenal achieve Champions League qualification. So we're going to have to wait and see on that. Um, Kai Hin, one of our members, says the result is obviously not there yet. But I feel like we're doing a lot this window just to make sure we can do more in the summer. Good for the future. Yeah, I think that is very much the view here. You know, January is notoriously difficult to get players in. Um, It's always a much quieter transfer window. There's always a lot of hype around it and it rarely delivers. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think the view here is let's do what we need to do so that we don't waste time at the start of the summer window trying to move people out and 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 to save a lot of money, I guess, between now and the end of the season. You know, if you think about, and I know they're still going to have to pay something to Ozil, to, to Sogradis, and for that agreement would have been, you know, 
there would have been concessions on both sides to make that happen. They'd have had to meet in the middle somewhere. But it just feels like Arsenal doing this business now is, is to avoid the hassle in the summer. It's to avoid laying out more money uh, between now and the end of the current season. And it's all about putting us in a state whereby we can compete more uh, in the transfer window uh, come the summer. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Russ Morgan goes back to the uh, Sogradis uh, thing. He says, good luck. Uh, never had a bad word to say about him. Banos uh, says, the Olympiagos fans put us to shame when they showed up to the Emirates last year. If only we had half the atmosphere. Yeah, I completely agree with that. When um, So, as I said, I went to the game in Athens, um, the first leg. And the second leg, I was in the press box at the Emirates Stadium. And I was sitting in the press box and the desk behind me were Greek uh, reporters. One of them was a couple of rows back on the like headset. I think he was doing a commentary. And then in between, there were two journalists sitting on the desk. And obviously speaking Greek, I could understand what they were saying. You know, everybody else was sitting in the press box and they were just these loud guys to them, but I could understand what they were saying. And when that goal went in, that won it for them and the stadium, or that corner of the stadium went absolutely nuts. They were screaming stuff that I couldn't believe would go on a live broadcast. I mean, I know they're two hours ahead over there, so it would have been really late, but my God, um, they were going absolutely nuts. And that passion, I'm not sure that we have that all the time. And it does that come from a bit of a snobbery? Does that come from the fact that we're the Arsenal and we've been to Champions League finals and we've been seasons unbeaten? Whereas a club like that, who, yeah, they're big in their own country, but outside of that, have always been kind of minnows. Does that, is that where that comes from? I don't know. Uh, but it felt like, you know, they took it up a notch to a notch where I don't, I don't see the Arsenal fans going uh, very often. But yeah, let's see. Uh, Gert says, is terminating contracts less expensive than letting their contracts run out? It depends. It depends on what the agreement is, mate. You know, some, some will, will say, you know, oh, okay, pay me my next, I don't know, pay me half my remaining wages and we'll agree to call it quits then. So it just depends. You know, the player has to look at the fact that it's not just about money, but if they don't get released. So in Mustafi's case, right, if Mustafi is not a free agent, it makes it more difficult for him to be signed. Looking at Shkodran Mustafi as a free agent is a lot more appealing than have to, having to deal with a club and and all of that. So I think a lot of it is to do with that as well. That's why it benefits the player. And you've also got to remember that as a player, particularly at 28, 29 years old like Mustafi or in your 30s like Socrates and Ozil, you know, the longer you're not playing football, the, the lower your stock falls as well. And then people are probably going to be less uh, inclined to give you the kind of contract that you want. And you're looking at it maybe being your last contract. So you're going to do your best to get the best. And, and sometimes just not playing football is not worth the damage it will do in terms of your future value. And so these players will take a concession, um, i.e. they'll agree to, to waive some of it. The club will agree uh, to, to terminate it and, and it just gets done. They find an amicable agreement and they move on. So it can be less expensive. Uh, the worst case for the club is that you pay the rest of the contract out. 
But I, I would suspect that given these players are desperate to play football, given they're looking for other moves, I would suggest that for Arsenal to do this, it's, it's in their interest. Um, so I'd imagine uh, they are benefiting from that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, big hello to the rest of you in the chat. Hello to Xander. Hello to Dominic. Hello to Graham. Uh, hello to to Colin. Uh, Colin says, uh, hi, H. Just like a house of cards, Cola, Saka, Mustafi, Ozil, etc. I think Cola was the glue. Thank God. And about time. Yeah, you know, there were a little bit of a click there, wasn't there? Uh, for sure. I think we could all see that. Um, I want to say a massive thank you uh, to Billy Anderson for your really, really kind super chat, mate. Thank you so much. He says, cheers, Harry. Great content and great answers to all questions as per. Uh, thank you so much, man. Really, really love it. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Uh, what else have we got here? Let You know what? Now's a good time, actually, while I'm on it and I remember uh, to get you guys to make sure you've smashed that like button if you're watching us uh, live on YouTube. I can see right now. Uh, we've got over 300 of you watching us on YouTube alone. So can we please get up to 150 likes sooner rather than later? Let's do that ASAP. It really, really does help uh, the channel grow. And if you're wondering why some of our participants in the chat have the little icon next to their name, it's because they are members of the Chronicles of Aguna YouTube channel. And if you wish to become a member yourself, support, get access to the benefits available, then um please uh, click on the link in the description, check it out, join our membership scheme and come over and join our Discord server as well, where we're talking uh, all things Arsenal. Sam Allardyce as well this afternoon and whatever other random shit comes up in the chat, but it's great fun. Uh, so yeah, if you fancy joining us, come over. Uh, let's see what else we have got here. Uh, going back to kind of uh, what's going on with the termination of, uh, of another Arsenal contract, which appears to be in the pipeline. Xander says, uh, sorry, wrong one. I'll come back to that one in a second. Gunatel says, I quite like this more ruthless Arsenal. It feels like we have some direction for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Xander says, with the Euros this summer, hopefully any international targets are identified now and deals are done in case they have a good tournament and their value increases. Yeah, and equally, Xander, though, you can identify players at a tournament, can't you? Uh, you sometimes see players and you think, wow, yeah, he'd be a good fit. Um, so, that, you know, there are benefits to waiting as well. You could also go and sign someone for big money and then they get bloody injured in the tournament as well, uh, which is always a problem. So, yeah, uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, big hello to Neil D'Souza. He says, big up, Harry. It's better to get rid of the rotten eggs. Better for the club environment as well. Uh, going back to kind of my comments on the atmosphere and the whole passion thing. Uh, at Arsenal in comparison to Olympiagos, for example. Harry says the Emirates atmosphere has always been a strange one. Some fans arrive 10 minutes late, leave for a beer five minutes before half time, join the second half five minutes in and then leave to beat the rush five minutes before the end. Mate, there are so many that do that. So many that do that. It is unreal. And that's a really, really good point. You know, whereas, and I'm, I'm only using Olympiagos as an example because I just think that the passion of crowds in other countries, in some other countries, it's just a million miles from what you see from us. And you, it's, it's so evident, isn't it? When we play them in European competition, they come to the Emirates and they outsing 57,000 people. You know, it becomes abundantly clear that actually we're the ones that are the problem. And, you know, talking about um, Olympiagos, 
we got into the stadium quite early out there because of obviously, you know, safety reasons. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we got in there, what, maybe an hour and a half before kickoff and, and most of their main stand where the ultras are was, was packed full to the brim and they were singing, making noise, being intimidating. Uh, so yeah, it is, it's just different here. And I think with more money coming into the football and it's becoming a little bit more corporate, isn't it? And it's becoming a little bit more not the working man's sport anymore. You're seeing sort of some of those those horrible things like you've explained there, Harry, creeping in. And and it's hot. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. And Gunatel says uh, half the people that attend the Emirates are tourists. Yeah, a lot of the time. A lot of the time they are. Uh, Pratiush says, hey, Harry, great content as always. Thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, Bigger uh, thumbs up uh, <laughs> to everyone in the chat. Uh, Matt G says, smash the like button and Harry will announce Odegaard. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. Uh, what else have we got? Let's keep uh, going through the 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 um, the chat box. Aeson says, your hairline is better than Arteta's. I'm jealous. Thanks for the content. <laughs> I don't think anyone's got a better hairline than Mikel Arteta. I've got to be honest. Big hello to Wesbird, uh, says Fab Show as always, Harry. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Gert says, he's talking about the membership. He says, it's really cool, except for the fact that the member badge is two bits. What does that mean? I, I'm not technical with this stuff. I'll have to get someone to look at it if you're saying it's not up to standard. Uh, but yeah, I didn't think the member badge was the big draw on the membership scheme. But there you go. Um, I'll, uh, if you want me to look, join the Discord server, let me know um, and we can make changes there. No problem. Uh, big thank you to Billy Anderson, who's just signed up to become a member. Um, I hope, hope you're not put off by the, the two bit badge talk. <laughs> Uh, but thank you so much for signing up, mate. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And welcome to the family. Uh, go over to the community tab on the top of the YouTube channel and you'll find a members only post that contains the link to the Discord server. So come and join us in there as well. If you have any problems, please uh, let me know. Uh, Pratyush Gupta asks, what would be your two or three realistic targets for the summer? This is a really, really hard question. Um, I think because, you know, you don't know how things are going to evolve this season more than others is very strange in terms of, um, you know, in terms of, of the financial aspect, in terms of the, the state that clubs are going to be in and what they're going to kind of be pushed and forced into doing. Uh, so yeah, I, I couldn't give you two names. If we get, I don't know if look if we get um yeah if we get a permanent attacking midfield option in I think that would be a start you know it depends how Matty Ryan does will Arsenal look to keep him because of course he becomes a, a free agent um you know at the end of the season will Arsenal just feel like he's done well and settled in so we'll just keep him I don't know. It, it, we have to see how the rest of the season evolves um, in terms of realistic targets. I wouldn't like to give you two now because I feel like it's too early and I feel like so much can change between now and then. Um, you know, you never know. Martin Odegaard might come in, do great, and then we sign him permanently and then we don't need to find an attacking midfielder. So, yeah, there's there's a long way to go with all this stuff. So we're going to have to wait and see. Um 
what happens with all that uh going back to the badge thing on the youtube channel edward says the badge appears differently in the youtube uh, to Streamyard, I think that's what he's on about. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, it appears differently in YouTube, but that's just because the two pieces of or the two websites don't pull through exactly the same. So I can't do anything about that. Um, <laughs> love this one. I've got to go to this one uh, from Ekene Ogbodo. Uh, Harry, you have been sacked from the 90 minute gas tank because Arsenal is no more regarded as a top six club. No. Uh, no, no, no. I was uh, I was due to be on the gas tank today, uh, but I said to the guys um, this afternoon because I was a little bit bogged down with work as well and wanted to do a stream today. That if they wanted to, um, if they wanted me to step aside, then I would because obviously the big news today in the Premier League is the news regarding Frank Lampard's sacking. If you didn't join us on our stream earlier on, check it out. You'll get my thoughts there. Let us know in the chat if you've got any. Uh, think further to add on on the sacking and the seemingly imminent appointment of Thomas Tuchel but no I've not been sacked uh, don't worry about that um, but the, the fact that Arsenal are not a big six club or top six club anymore yeah that's that's up for debate I'll give you that uh, big hello to Nadine in the chat as well hope you're well uh, who else have we got here? We've got a couple new members joining us. Let's say a big thank you to your local MCE who's just joined up as a member. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate your support. And uh, as I said to the other members, make sure you go over to the community tab, get the Discord link, come in the server, come and have a chat with us. It's uh, it's great fun. What else have we got? Um, uh, Wesbird says, thinking we could have a real exciting time in the summer as a lot of players uh, and with a lot of players out and new players in could be very exciting. Yeah, I think there will definitely be, um, you know, a, a desire to to kind of overhaul the squad um, come the summer. But I think, again, a lot of it is 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 all subject to what's going to happen in the next few months. You know, if Arsenal do qualify for Europe, that obviously makes a big difference. If Arsenal miss out on Europe altogether, then financially that puts us even in an even worse position than we're currently in. So, so much of what we're going to be able to do is dependent on what, what happens in this next, you know, uh, in this next few months. And that's why it's so pivotal. That's why it's so crucial. Um, you know, and also you've got to look at the kind of whole global market as well. You know, whatever people say, and I know I said that the transfer window in January is notoriously less busy, but it's going to be, um, you know, even worse now because of the situation that lots of clubs find themselves in off the back of the pandemic. So I think football needed a bit of a reset in terms of the finances. I think the finances had, got, had gone fucking crazy and there needed to be a reset at some point. Unfortunately, the circumstances by which the reset have come along are sad ones, and I wish it wasn't the case. But maybe football can use this in a way where they, the game gets a hold of itself again, and all this stupid 120, 150 million pound transfer fee crap just disappears off the face of the earth because that's not what football's about. You know, football's about uh, nurturing talents, it's about bringing people through. It's great. Uh, you know, when your club can go make a blockbuster signing. But I think some of the great, f the things that we loved about football in years gone by have kind of slowly, slowly fallen away as a result of how much money's come into the game. So, yeah, I think um, I think the transfer market is going to be interesting, not just in this window, uh, 
but it's going to be very interesting in the summer as well to see how long that kind of COVID hangover lasts and how long that knock-on effect uh, prevents clubs going and doing massive, massive business. Uh, Billy's asking about how he finds the Discord server. If you click onto the YouTube channel and there's a community tab at the top, if you click on there, you'll find it there. Uh, the link is there. If you've got any problems, mate, uh, just just drop me a comment under the video when it finishes and then I'll find it for you. No problem at all. Um, sorry, Xander says it's under the members tab, the link. Yeah, because it's a members only post. That's right. Apologies. Uh, so click on that and you'll see the posts uh, available only to the members. Right. Uh, that brings us to the end of this live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. Skod Ramustafi looks as though he is on his way out of the Emirates Stadium as well. He'll be the third player to have his culminated early uh, following Ozil and Socrates. We're going to be back tomorrow uh, with one, two, three bits of content. Three bits of content for you tomorrow. So we're going to be bringing you the Arsenal versus Southampton preview nice and early in the morning. Uh, we're going to go live on that one about 10 a.m. We'll be discussing that match. Then we're going to be taking you through the live watch along of Arsenal versus Southampton in the Premier League from St. Mary's. And then we'll be doing a reaction show immediately or around about 15 uh, minutes after the game. So make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already. Still seeing that around about 50% of you that watch our videos are not subscribed to the channel. It's absolutely mad. Why not uh, get involved? You can see there's 112 likes on the video at the moment. Let's try and get that up to 150 uh, on the way out. Make sure you hit the button and uh, we will be back very, very soon with more. Until then, take care. Thank you to our new members. I'll speak to you in a Discord chat. Cheers. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry's